Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and you are very welcome along to the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. My name is Jen. I'm Carla. And this week we are joined by none other than best storyteller ever known to Instagram, Adam O'Reilly. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here at Easter Sunday. <laughs> happy happy Easter, lad. Day of the Lord. Mm, Absolutely. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. We will see. <laughs> Just inhaled a fucking cream egg. Have you had any chocolate today yet? Oh, I haven't stopped. I'm on my third Easter egg. Not today, but... Like, I've been eating them continuously for the last week. Same. I've been milling into them, not going to lie. Like, we've fucking been jumbo yolks and everything. I'm like, Ooh. There's a few people who've probably been milling into them since fucking January, because that's where I need to go on sale. I know. I swear down. Like, and I wouldn't even mind. I was fuming. Because, obviously, because um, Debenhams is gone now, right? Somebody spread a nasty rumour that Debenhams had sold all of their Easter eggs to, like, the pound shops and Duns. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, so they had the big deluxe Easter eggs while I was fucking fuming. I went to Dunn's and all they had left was Snickers. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Snickers, like, you wouldn't it's give it to true, your like, worst enemy, to be honest. Well, there's just a difference between the quality of a Cadbury's chocolate and then the Nestle chocolate. I know, and the Nestle chocolate's awful, lads. It's, it's just an inferior chocolate. I mean, you'll eat it, obviously, once all your Cadbury ones are gone, but it is an inferior chocolate. Oh, yeah, I'll eat it. I'll definitely eat it. No, 100%. Yeah. I, I've uh, I've found myself in the past being in, in the mood for Nestle chocolate though. Oh. You've never had that? No. no we, we love ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like me. Actually like me. Okay. <laughs> oh, Fuck's sake. Right, anyway, this is your trigger warning. This week we are talking about sex taboos. So please don't listen to this in front of kids. Oh God, yeah. Don't have this in the background when you're like doing your cleaning and then come to me and Jen and be like, and to be honest, I didn't really like that episode. It was a bit X-rated. <laughs> this was this was NSFW. Uh, where was the warning? So here, this is your warning now. Uh, get rid of the kids. What was I going to say? Right, so Adam, the reason I suppose we wanted to get to on the podcast anyway because you're a great storyteller. Thank you. Can't just throw a compliment your way in the first instance, but... What you have been doing recently, which I found fucking hilarious, is a freak on meter. So you've been putting up question boxes, asking people for their embarrassing sex, sex stories, their most raunchy sex, sex stories. Why can't I say that? Um, and then you've been rating them on a freak on meter. Yeah, well, you see, I, I, I count myself pretty open minded. So I feel like I'm a good judge, you know? 
Um, Absolutely. But even the some of the stuff that I've gotten in, I'm like, whoa, there are some real freaks out there. <laughs> I know. I saw, I, I particularly liked, I was saying this to my mate last night, the one where they were uh, with their dad, were with their best <gasps> mate's dad for three years. Yeah, well, this was the one. So I put up a question box on Instagram. Um, this was, I asked people, what is the worst thing that they've ever done in their life? Something I still feel guilty about to this day. So a girl wrote in um, saying that she'd been having sex with one of her best friend or her best friend's father for three years and still hasn't said anything to this day. Oh, my gosh. Everybody <laughs> in a, it, listening to this is going to be looking at their best friends going, what... Well, I hope not, Jen. <laughs> no, but like she still hasn't said that, and so it could be fucking anyone. I mean, anyone, it could be any of us. How do you? Well, I, any I, of obviously, us? I know who the person is. Like, so one of you are okay, safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other, the other, we will see. <laughs> so, Adam, tell us a little bit. Like, I mean, do you find that it was quite a like? I think that. Right, there's there's a few things that people get awkward talking about, right? And sex is definitely one of them. 100%. I think uh, sex, religion, and politics would be the three. Yeah, and like, people are a lot like it would be much more willing to talk about sex than the other two. Yeah, I I think so. like, and I think it's a bit weird. Like, there is obviously there's some very open platforms. It gals is a big kind of open platform. They talk about sex a lot. They talk about. Um, kind of their opinions on it as well i know that there is a good few kind of irish podcasts as well there's oh, what's it called it's gonna wreck my head now um oh my god what's it called pure filth pure filth mm. is also another one um which is hosted by michelle which is another kind of like sex positive i suppose podcast um and I find that it is it is a bit of a niche audience, isn't it? Because like I'm sorry, but I feel like in Ireland we're prudes. Oh, definitely prudes. I think we're such prudes. What do you think, Jen? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I would consider myself to be one. Oh, <laughs> well, well. Sorry, no. Let me rephrase that. I would consider myself to be a prude when I'm sober. Oh, okay. Oh. I get you. I totally get you. But you know what? Um, one of the biggest things for me was oh, was kind of like just to show how prudish we were. Um, it's like say I'm still like best friends with all the guys and all the girls I went to school with so I'm friends with all these people for over 10 years so I have my lads who are all so open about talking about sex sexuality and all that but I, what's something that's always been so fascinating for me with the girls in the group is they never speak about masturbating or masturbation whereas all the lads, even when we were younger growing up, were so hypersexualized. You know, it's all they could talk about. So it's just that I come to points where I'm like asking my friends, you know, my, my friends, even girls, since I've known them for the last 10 years, I'd be like, like, guys, what's the story? I'm like, do you or do you not masturbate? And there just seems to be this like whole big stigma around female masturbation where I don't know if they're masturbating or not, but they're just, they're not telling me about it. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I mean, they don't have to, but... Yeah, you're like, please don't tell me. But then also, please tell me. Please. Uh, every detail down to the last come drop, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking howling. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right there. I think it, it, it definitely is. But I think it's because lads, like when you're growing up, it's like talked about in movies, isn't it? It's talked about on TV all the time. It's like, oh, you're having a wank. Oh, 100%. It's the culture, I suppose, it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's in girls, it's literally like, now you sit there and pretend that you do nothing. <laughs> right? And I will say, I think that girls are way, way more sexual than guys. 
You think so? I think so, yeah. I mean, just from like what, just from stories that I've heard, like I know lads are fucking mad. Some of the shit that they do, I'm just like, what is going on here? But some girls are the nasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the it girls, they nasty. They nasty. They on a scale of nasty. But that's their brand, you know, and they have that, like, and I find it, I do find it funny when I see people critique them for their content. I'm like, are you smoking crack? Like, why are you here? It's like going on to a fucking politics podcast and being shocked that they're talking about Trump. (laughs) Do you know? It's that kind of horseshit. I'm just like, why are you? Oh, I swear, Ireland. Don't get me started. Like, if you've seen, like, I've been to the uh, Nick Gal show last year um, when they came to Cork. And like say whatever, but seeing like they had this the packed out crowds at the show and seeing all these like young girls, um, like in the energy in the room, like everyone was just so sex positive there, do you know? And like it's yeah. definitely they're definitely playing a role in like changing um the way like at least young girls look at sex in the country anyway, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I I think that it's um it's something that I would say that we need to see more of, not even in the in the same kind of realm of, say, Ikals, because they are like, well, I wouldn't even call them extreme, but no, they're not extreme. Irish people. Do you think they're extreme? No, definitely not. No, I don't think they're extreme either, they're especially listening to, like, Guys We Fucked or any of those podcasts. Like, yeah. Well, actually, Guys We Fucked has kind of gotten a bit shit, but... um used to be quite good but um they wouldn't be on the extreme scale of things but i do find that i think that it's something that kind of needs to be you know introduced a little bit more because we're never going to get to a place where we're open and honest and things are normalized yeah i hear you i always find that when when female comedians are talking about sex on the stage and they mention something that like every girl thinks but never says the reaction that they will get it's because women don't talk about it but when but like everybody can relate, if you get me. Yeah, I'll get you. You get me. <laughs> I feel your flow, you know. Um, and that's why we came here today to talk about sex taboos. Mm. Can everyone hear me? Yeah, so <laughs> it keeps getting it keeps getting cut out. Okay, so I have a list in front of me of oh. the top ten sex taboos, mm-hmm. and. Adam, I'd like you to rate these on a freakometer. So, okay, one being, it. one being not freaky at all. Ten being, give me a description. Okay, so one being not freaky at all. Okay, just kind of your bottom of your barrel standard sex stuff. Mm-hmm. Ten that now and ten. Keep in mind, I'm pretty open minded. So if I rated a ten, then it is some freaky shit. You know. Okay. 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 Right, cool. So the first one is called Furries. So it's dressing up as an adorable woodland creature to engage in sexual activities wouldn't do much for me, but more power to you if you're part of the furry community. Sorry, I this is an opinion uh, piece, so I'm going to not include their bits. But So dressing up as an adorable woodland creature to engage in sexual activities. This is actually so common, like the furry community. Um, no, it definitely wouldn't do anything for me. Like, and I'm pretty open-minded. I like to explore, but God, nothing, nothing with some, like, you know, guy in a dog costume going down on anybody does anything for me. So I'd give it, like, a 5 out of 10 on the frequometer because it is so common. Do you think it's common? So common. I fucking never heard of that before in my life. Really? Yeah. Who the fuck wants to do that? Expand your mind. (laughs) Expand your horizons. Expand yourself. (laughs) 
yeah I didn't like I, I I suppose there's whole other worlds that you don't think of until you're exposed to them so like there's documentaries and stuff like that have you ever seen that documentary where the the fellas dress up as dogs they're like gimp suits oh yeah I love that so um that's like one kind of branch off the sex taboo tree but this one it it sounds like like they're dressing up as squirrels and stuff yeah but you know what a lot of it literally looks like you when you looked at the states and you see like for the other like um football games and stuff the mascots literally with the yeah, big head that yeah. you put on that's it wow um, i mean i mean how 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 do you perform oral through a mask like that I don't know. I guess you have to cut a hole in the crotch. Fuck. Right, okay. There's so many fucking, there's so many different binds to this. Like, I mean, we're cutting holes in the costumes now. And the thing is, like, how does that develop? You know, where does that come from? Where does that storyline go? Exactly. You know? And is it like one of those things where you're texting, you're like, right, we're going to get furry tonight. (laughs) Do you know? Like, how do I just, some things I do wonder, like, how do people find each other with very specific fetishes i know it's uh, beautiful i wonder is it and got to do with the dark web or is it just like there there is there's just a niche for it like do you know because okay so the next one because i've seen this um in documentaries and stuff like this it's infantilism and diaper fetish oh, so yeah. infant infantilism and diaper fetishes are rare but it's real being an adult baby has um has someone take care of you like to have somebody taking care of you as a baby so you'll put the little the little um doily hat on a duty in get in a car and they look at you but like the thing about this is right so they say okay so this is on a sex sex taboo list but often when you see these people being interviewed they'll say that there's nothing sexual in it Really? Yeah, they say that it's nothing got to do with sex. They just this is their thing. This is their this is their shit. This is their jam. So, but that baby thing kind of freaks me out. The baby thing does freak me out as well. Like that is proper freaky. And I've had people ask me to do that before. Not what? even for yeah, not even for me to wear the diaper, but to put it on someone else, like a fat old man. Like as if I have nothing better to do than put some fat old man in a diaper. Um, so, like where are they asking you? that's that's actually something that I should have asked you at the start of the podcast so where are you you're single yeah yeah and, oh, and, and, <laughs> and thriving I'm single and I'm loving it anyway <laughs> that's me the easter egg <laughs> literally single I have a jewel here and a fucking easter egg <laughs> I'm wearing a diaper right now <laughs> I love it um so are you active on dating sites you know, I am and I'm not like okay. I'm kind of loving it at the moment because mm-hmm. of the whole quarantine thing. So I can make as like many plans to meet up with people as possible. and know that I never have to follow <laughs> through. You know, I love that. You know? You're like, oh, I can't wait to see you, baby, in May. A hundred percent. Like form these big connections. And then like as soon as like Leo lifts the lockdown, I'm gone. I'm out of here. <laughs> You're literally like, I don't know you. My name is Hacienda. <laughs> but they are the worst. Like I've lost all faith in them. Yeah. Oh, in dating. Yeah. 
in dating sites 100% you know what if I open my phone one more fucking time if I open tinder one more time and see that hey how are you and having to go through the bullshit of the exact same conversation I've had 600 times I'm going yeah. to lose it you know I That's hate it. it when was your last relationship my last what relationship um like two years ago and it was not even a good relationship was it long no no my god it was like three months oh wow <laughs> yeah look, I, I definitely have issues okay with towards intimacy okay and with putting me on the spot on the spot sorry i'm not trying to do this intense <laughs> interview here me they're like anyway getting into it with adam why are you the way that you are <laughs> your childhood um no but i think it's good to get a kind of a background because obviously me and jen well our listeners now that we're both in long-term relationships um and that can be a different topic on itself because you know things do change but i do always wonder how people find each other and if it's a thing where they get with someone and then they're like hey I'm really into fisting or (laughs) (laughs) well okay on that okay Okay. so what's talking to someone on tinder very pretty very into it you know I was like finally you know finally things are starting to go my way like my type good looking I'm into it um I talked about this on Instagram, but it turns out so very early on in the conversation, which I usually don't like any sex talk early on in the conversation. No, I hate it. That's actually one thing I hate. Yeah, I'm like stimulate my mind first, you know. Yeah, yeah, before we talk about the bussy, stimulate the brain. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And so he was like, any, um, do you have any kinks or fetishes? Which, of course, I was holding my cards close to my chest. I was like, this is like the the fourth line in our Tinder conversation. Um, But so it turns out that he um, was very into farting. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So I call him Stinky Pete. His name's not Pete, but I call him (laughs) Stinky Pete. So what he did was he would send me... And it was this, on, by the time we were talking, I was on Snapchat. So he would send me um, collections. I guess you can send like collections, like albums to someone on Snapchat. So I opened one day, just video after video of him farting into the camera. I thought I was being punked. But oh. this, honestly, I swear to God. So I would open a video and it would be like this guy. He'd be like in his underwear and he would start playing with himself or whatever. And I'd be like, okay, you know, this, this it's a little, little quick. But, you know, I'm doing nothing. I'm sitting down, I'm watching. And I was like, okay, this is hot. And then he would turn around and do a big, massive fart into the camera every time. And I was kind of, yeah, yeah. And I was like, first of all, impressed because he could fart on command, you know? (laughs) But it was like, you know, for me, I was asking him, I was like, so is this all you're into? Like, does this like fetish consume you? Start, middle and end view <laughs> exactly as this you at your core um <laughs> but he was like no I'm, I'm into other stuff as well i'm into the, all the normal things but it helps and i was like what does it mean it helps but he'd be like well if i was be having sex with someone you know it really turns me on if like we're farting the whole way throughout and then in between like normal conversation just like hey how are you how's your day going it would be like video of him farting i'm like lord please you know, it's just too much for me. But that is just, that is so specific. 
I think you were being punked. This just sounds so fucking... No, I swear, if I was with you guys, I could show you the video. This is no punk. Okay, this is the harsh reality of my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Thriving. He, he kept asking me, he was like, oh, is there any chance, you know, I'd love to see a video of you farting. Um, oh God, I just thought it was so weird. I thought it was so weird. Now, did I send one back? Yes, I did. But that was just, I mean, like, I was like, why not? I was like, I had a fart, you know, I had one built up. I was like, why not? If, if someone else is going to get their rocks off. I mean, it was doing nothing for me. And the fart was just going to be wasted anyway. I was like, why not? Why not? It, 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 was, the, it was the Christian thing to do. It was the Lord, our Savior on Easter Sunday said, do it. <laughs> And he did. <laughs> and he did. And how did that go? So that was just the end of that conversation of hoping. But still chatting here back oh, and forth. Oh, oh. Uh, but look, I know. But you see, because it kind of raised the question to me, which I also talked about on Instagram, was if your partner or someone you're seeing has like a sexual kink fantasy that really does nothing for you, you know, at what point could you be like, okay, it's okay for me to indulge somebody else's fantasy, you know? Depends on the fantasy, no? Oh, definitely. That wouldn't, like, that for me wouldn't be me at all. I wouldn't, yeah, because the whole thing, like, that would just be, like, if it doesn't turn you off, then fair enough. But that would turn me off. Yeah. Like, I could not put up with that. Yeah. Well, I so. get that. But, like, okay, so hypothetically, right, the, the sexiest person, like, your biggest celebrity crush, whoever it is, you know, who you would leave everybody and just go spend your life with that person, if they're like, yeah, I look, totally want to be with you, but I also really like farting in people's faces. You know, where do you stand? Oh, fuck. You stand yeah. away, Adam. Stand away. <laughs> I'd be like, let her rip. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, baby. <laughs> Fire in the hole. <laughs> who is your, who's your celeb then? Well, no, I mean, like, God, you just saw me sending like a video farting back to this man. It didn't take a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> as in who would be a celeb <laughs> oh my god because there will be things that we discuss here that might be your point of turn off as Jen said that might be the fucking switch like oh 100% I don't know I don't Chris know Chris Hemsworth oh, yeah. really Jen uh, I've watched her too many times to not yeah I forgot you're a big Avengers hon only yeah. two <laughs> And I was like, me too. I really like the lizard guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just think they're all right. right of my <laughs> um, Right, the next, the next one on the list, right? Lunars. Everyone loves balloons, but most people tend to enjoy them in a non-sexual way. People with lunar fetish are aroused by balloons, but there are two sides. Some people protect the balloons while others get a thrill from popping them. Oh, Jen, where are you finding these? I don't, this is obviously an opinion piece. Am I trying to look for something else? Because I was about to say, because I have one here that's kind of more like, I wouldn't say mainstream, but it's a bit more kind of like, oh yeah, I can see why people don't like that. But like a balloon? (laughs) I know, yeah, I think, yeah. Well, then you go with your one because this one is obviously a load of shit. (laughs) What's the first one that comes up on you? Well, no, it is a popular thing. Like it's definitely a thing. But when you look at it, you're like, oh, God, come on, please, people, spice it up a little, like fucking balloons, do you know? Yeah. Yeah, like that is, that's a fairly van- vanilla fetish, I would have to say. It is a very vanilla fetish. But then I suppose, like, where, like, I, oh, yeah, on the freak meter, where is that then? 
I mean, I'm not even going to put on the frequometer. I mean, because, and the, the thing is, you know, the thing about that, right? The only interesting thing I can take from people with balloon fetishes is like, imagine that every time they're going around places with balloons, they're probably going to be getting a hard on or if they're a girl, a white on. Um, that's how it works. Um, but say like you're inviting people like to like birthday parties and stuff and yeah. they're just seeing like balloons and like are they getting a hard on at just like the, like the kids balloons on the floor and stuff at the eight-year-old's birthday party yeah yeah i suppose like, yeah, yeah. It's so weird so sorry so this list is the most taboo so you probably haven't heard it is that's why oh the mo- <laughs> Jennifer, yeah. sorry my research <laughs> but, but, but there, um, <laughs> no but there is um sorry i'm just looking the, the rest of them are t- yeah, I probably have heard of them. So, oh, yeah, okay. So the next one is like sex parties, secret sex parties that you probably had no idea existed, uh, have been going on under our noses for a while. They're slowly coming out into the open. An Atlanta woman attempted to throw a massive orgy for her uh, orgy for her twenty seventh birthday, but it ended up being an epic fail because the vast majority of guests were male. Uh, and this isn't even the wildest of the sex parties out there. So I've heard of orgies, like that's yeah. And like the swingers and stuff, I suppose, goes into the same category. Well, there's a lot yeah. of kind of like underground kind of club parties as well, where you would have like, especially which would be really big on the BDSM scene, you know? Yeah. Well, I can, uh, I can understand that because that's more of a community. Do you get me? Yeah. They kind of have to protect each other. <laughs> well, I like that. Yeah. You know, they kind of have to like, I mean, it's not, I suppose it's just, it's, you have to just be so fucking careful nowadays as well. But you know what, like, it's interesting that you said that there is, like, a community, like, within a lot of kink fetishes, because I was yeah. I was reading, um, I think it was a study done in some California university, right, and they came up with something called the cast model. So it's basically is, like, the kind of development in people of, you know, kind of from birth about how people develop kinks and fetishes and stuff. So you kind of have, like, your early encounters at the very beginning, where you, like, um, encounter the fetish or the kink or whatever, and for some reason, as a child, as a toddler, it sticks in your head. So like these people don't just wake up one day and they're like, oh, my God, I would love to put on a squirrel costume and get fucked around the garden. Like <laughs> these people, it's actually it happens from toddlers, you know, and then you go on, you have an exploration of self. They call it the second stage in the cast model. So people are exploring it like they're going to be like masturbating to, about these things and fantasies. They're going to be like searching online. But then what mm. happens with a lot of these people is they move on to the evaluation stage. So this is kind of like, um, you know, like a self-analysis. And also, um, a lot of the time it's kind of a lot of like self-loathing because, you know, there's obviously a lot of stigma around fetishes and obviously some more than others. And then eventually they go on to stage four. They're finding others. They're finding a community. And then the final stage is exploration with others so there is like a whole like big psychological thing into it and where it all comes from okay so yeah i do i because i've seen that before like people that are into certain kinks are i suppose it kind of comes from a deeper it's not just like they wake up one day and they're like oh do you know what i like to be choked it it comes from something else a hundred percent like that guy who likes to fart there is a reason why he likes to fart you know yeah the weirdest like, thing, I suppose, that happened, um, I, I can remember the last time I was, like, meeting up with someone when I was in Dublin and they had, 
Um, no, they didn't describe it as this, but the best thing I could describe it was like a rape fantasy, which is very, very common. It's actually a category in porn, rape fantasies, um, mm-hmm. where a person is wants you to act like you don't want it. It's two consenting adults, but they want you to act like you don't want it. How do you even put up that like show though? Do you know what I mean? Well, me, forever the actor. Um, oh, actor? <laughs> I remember one night I said I would um, and it was terrible. Don't get me wrong. But they told me like what they were into, whatever. So I was like, fine. I was like, I guess I could, you know, dust off the speech and drama um, that I spent many years at. Mm -hmm, And I mm -hmm. remember like it was just terrible in the house in Dublin. This guy came in. He was like, asked me to leave the front door open um, and he'll come in. So it's almost like he was like, you know, we were both pretending that he was breaking in. Okay. And I was like sitting in the front room. And it was just so embarrassing. <laughs> it was like, it's, you know, the first scary movie. <laughs> I remember him coming in and I was like, I had to run behind the couch. And I was like, you can't see me over here. <laughs> <laughs> and then like behind the curtains, my legs hanging out. I was like, you're never going to find me over here. <laughs> oh, and then, like, I'm like, no. <laughs> He's like, where are you? Where are you? Oh my, <laughs> oh god. my god. I know, I know. But look, I am just a people pleaser, you know? <laughs> I know, isn't that awful? Ah, <laughs> oh, these, these are fucking brilliant. <laughs> so then, anyway, so what happens next, Adam? What happens next? That was the end. Okay. There was no sex or anything. I mean, look, I was in like a what? A three by three meter sitting room. There's so many places you could hide, do you know? And I was sharing a house with nine people. Oh, God. Yeah. So I don't need, like, someone, like, like randomly roaming out into the hallway and them actually thinking that there is some sort of murderer slash potential rapist going around the house. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am. But it is very common. It's very common. We're out of the living room now. You're going to have to act normal. <laughs> Take We're in the off. common areas. Take off the balaclava, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, was that just it? And that was the end of that chapter. And you just yeah. had to, like, you know what? I was just going through a phase up in Dublin. I was like exploring. I was like, oh, all these amazing people. Pretty sure I had Lana Del Rey playing across the TV because I had like it set up so the TV was playing. It was a sad, sad affair, girls. <laughs> oh, my oh my God, Adam, what the fuck? Like, would you say uh, Dublin people or Cork people are more freaky? Definitely in my experience, because like, I was living in Santry across from DCU. Woo! The Dublin people were the bigger freaks for sure. Okay. For sure. You all are just nasty up there. I mean, nasty. we're in a capital city. We've got to keep ourselves entertained. Absolutely. And, and you do. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you fucking do. Um, so then <laughs> I'm still hailing you behind the couch. Can you see me? You can't see me now. I think, uh, yeah, when I was looking at normal kind of, I suppose, sex taboos, which are things that are, I suppose, <clears throat> as I said, especially with the invention of like Twitter, I think Twitter is a lot more out there. Twitter is also one of the only platforms that you can actually put up porn. And it doesn't censor it. And there is great porn on Twitter for anyone looking for porn. porn I honestly can't recommend it enough. Yeah. Is there 
Jack. Oh, yeah. amazing. Oh, Jen. Amazing. Oh, the shop. Mm-hmm. What's my search? Uh, there's a good account, actually. It's called 18 Plus, I think it is. Let me see. 18 Plus. Yeah, 18 Plus. And then it's like, you know, the oh, sorry. The at is at Sex Music Enjoy. Okay. Um, um, and they do be putting up mad shit. Well, do you know what? It's great. There's such a big community of fetish and kink on Twitter. Yeah, there is. Literally- I mean- creating your content and the people who have like specifically attracted to like feet or whatever are going to Mm -hmm. go follow you and we have this big massive movement at the moment of like a thing called findom which is like you have like a master and all these masters then are getting paid tributes to their cash apps and stuff it's wild oh fantastic yeah it's hot that's another thing that like, I mean, I think we could do a whole different, we probably invite you back on for this, but like about OnlyFans and people paying for porn and all that other mm. kind of crap. We could do one that's more porn specific, actually, to be honest, because that is a whole different ball game itself, I would have to say. But um, yeah, Twitter is in particular, it's short clips. They're like, what, like two minutes, two and a half minutes kind of yeah. thing. And it's real kind of like, if you if you want to get your kink on, off you go real quick, mm-hmm. bang, bang. So what I do is when I'm looking for a specific kind of porn on Twitter is I'll go and find something that I'm particularly interested in. Like I'll stumble across a video and I'm like, damn, that's hot. So what I do then is I'll go down and click on the retweets to see who's retweeted it. And then oh. I'll go into those accounts because they are retweeting something that I'm into onto their feed constantly. Like, okay. Okay, so that's a good way of doing it. Because what I've seen is I've seen porn stars will tweet like a clip of themselves with say somebody else in the so they'll be like me and at kinky bunny or some shit like that i don't know it's a good porn name kinky bunny but (laughs) (laughs) be like me and at kinky bunny are you know being slutty school girls with at this other person yeah 100 percent. it's like full-blown and then you'll find like all other stuff because a lot of like what i saw was um i think it was the bbc they did a documentary with this girl Carly Ray um and she was like trying it was actually kind of like it was actually really sad in parts as well but she was an English porn star and like she did a shoot as well it kind of followed her I think there was like four episodes and I think it was like my life in porn or stuff like that it was like how she got into it all that other stuff it's really interesting she seems like a really nice kind of normal girl she was talking about her boob jobs like all that other kind of crack but you know it went through a few different things you didn't see the scenes obviously but like there was one where she went to I think it was Budapest and like the actor couldn't get it up for her he just wasn't attracted to her it was just it was heartbreaking to kind of watch It was really bad, but I remember just being like, imagine getting there for the job and like the actors, you're just not vibing with the actor. I thought that they yeah. used to inject the guys with something to make them hard. I don't know. Like, I think this guy was, um, I, I can't even remember it, but I remember watching it being like, this is actually, oh God, imagine if this was your job. Like, it's not glamorous. Mm-hmm. No, at all. And that was, I thought that was one of the things that was so interesting about it is that how unglamorous it is and like now I do follow her on Twitter because I like I like to keep up with her and see the stuff that she's doing she's got a boyfriend now he's totally happy with her doing porn which is another really interesting kind of again I think we could do a whole other episode on porn but um and I see her bits and bobs that she puts up all the time but she seems to be growing and flourishing and I think that with porn being such a kind of free industry now I suppose and back in the day you used to be a millionaire from it a hundred percent yeah there's like no money now in free like everything's free everything you want is free yeah so she set up her only fans and she's doing really well from it and she's got like really you know core supporters on that so it's kind of like 
it's nice to see, I suppose, that she's happy in the way that she's making money and that she's happy doing what she's doing. It's a nice fairy tale ending for her. It's a nice fairy tale ending for her, but like it is interesting because I kind of keep up with her on Twitter and then sometimes just something really graphic will come up on my feed and I'm like, <laughs> standing behind me. there's a gangbang on my screen currently who the fuck is behind me reminding myself not to open fucking twitter when i'm in my office (laughs) i'm just i'm i never knew this i'm just going through twitter now and i'm I'm, yeah i'm well i I never knew this so i'm looking through it but there's all i can see is a lot of uh, arab porn there's like women with fucking burkas on what Um, did you search Just a hashtag porn. Okay. I don't know what to, I don't know what else to look for. Like. No, Jen, that's a bit vanilla. Like, it's like, it's like I am searching for porn, so she puts in porn. On hashtag porn. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. That's why I said like I'm fu- I'm a fucking prude. Like, yeah, I, I can't know. believe this. Jen's like I've heard of a thing called pornography. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this off. Is crazy. <laughs> this is a wild time. And get this, she was right. wearing a burka. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam's here like I had a guy who was doing a wank and farting in this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off the two years. right the next one on the list right golden showers are nothing new but they still taboo as fuck even though it seems that more people are opening up about the fetish I personally have never met anyone that admits to be uh, like basically being on the receiving end of a golden shower so pissing this is so yeah. common like wet play or piss play, they call it. So common. I thought they had another saucy name for it. Wet play. You're an, you're play. something. You're in uh, what's it called? You're you're eurolagnia. What? Oh. Or you're europhilia. Oh, europhilia, eurolagnia. Oh, I love it. That was so classy. Yeah. I want to go there. Yeah, definitely. So, so exotic. Yeah, I'll book. I'll book a trip for us. <laughs> Is this something that you've ever encountered yourself, Adam? Never. And now I'm trying to think back to the catalogue of things I have tried to forget <laughs> in my mind. Um, it's de- sure, sure, it's definitely been asked. It's definitely been um, definitely been something that's been asked of me. Um, mm-hmm. But because you see, because like, while a lot of people are into it, it kind of it falls under like an umbrella of like BDSM when you see like in especially like in couples that will like partake in power play. When you know someone's gonna take the dominant role and someone's gonna take the submissive role, so like getting pissed on really is just like, you know, you're the submissive. Like I'm gonna piss on you, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's more common than people would realize, and I know that a lot of people what they actually like to do. Um, I've heard of a lot of guys who will say like piss into like a little vial, and they'll give it to their girlfriend. So they'll be at an event, a public event. And the girlfriend will have to like pour the little vial of piss into her glass of champagne or whatever as they, you know, meander around the crowds together. And then right. he gets really turned on seeing that girl drink his piss in public. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I I can get, like, I understand the whole, I, I don't know, like, I feel like a lot of things go back to control issues. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like most sex kinks, I think, go back to control issues. 100%. But, you know, some people like to be controlled and some people like yeah. to be the controller. I was about to say, there's some people, though, that love that kind of, like, they Absolutely. love being submissive. And then there's some people that want to be that dominant. And that's why, like, I do think there is a level 
like I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not but I do think there is a level of BDSM in every relationship you know whether that be something small or something big you get yeah, me because it can be even like it doesn't necessarily have to be like physical sexual yeah. like yeah. it can be emotional and stuff as well you know yeah absolutely and I think it's something that like a lot more couples don't like they're not very sex literate so they don't really understand what they're doing why they're doing and why they like it and I think that is that's a lot to do with how I think we're brought up and how we're brought up around sex Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 100%. You know, and I do think that it is, it's one of those things like as Jen calls herself a prude, I don't think you're a prude, Jen, but I think you're probably not so, not. I'd be, I'd be very private. Yeah, very private. Yeah. Do you know? And I think that there is, obviously, Adam, you'd be on the other end of the scale. You're not so private. And I'd be somewhere in the middle, I would have to say. Yeah, I'd, ha- thought- I'd have to gauge what I'm willing to admit and what I'm not. Yeah, I know what you mean. You see, the things that I keep private, like the things that are just not suitable for the air, I keep private. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, like there's, thought, oh yeah, there's I, something I would, you're not going to be like, I did this and then I did that. And like, to be honest, I'm still fucking shamed from it to this day. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because there is some memories that are in that fucking keyhole of my mind where I'm like, I w- actually, I would never admit that. Like, I would never admit that. <laughs> yeah. I would fucking never admit that I did that. Like, I'm fucking scarlet for myself. Like, I actually want to put my head in a bucket every time I think about it. Well, now I'm yeah, actually think- very interested in what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I like Adam. I would. I actually am kind of fucking racking my brain. I'm like Adam has stuff that he actually won't admit. How fucking bad were they? Mm. <laughs> I think. <laughs> is it more to do with the amount? Like sometimes I think back at memories, and I'm like the emotional space that I was in. Yeah, so bad. Oh, one rather than what I was doing. Percent. Yeah. She get me. It's like what I was doing was actually quite normal. But where I was in my head and my life and everything was so raw and so kind of... It just felt icky. It it feels fucking... Gr- that's the exact... It's icky. It's like, oh my God, I feel gross. You feel yeah. dirty. Yeah. You feel filthy. You're like, oh my... What the fuck was I thinking? But then when you think about it, you're like, that's not so wrong. If you were to do that now with a partner, you'd be like fairly normal. Like, I mean, I suppose once you talk about it. But then other times you're just literally like, I would rather... Go and hide behind that couch in Adam's old gas in fucking <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of my life. Like one of the times I remember, 
like something that I did feel dirty about was, was when I was living in Dublin again in Santry. So I was going Santry to is a scum for you, huh? Santry is a scum hole. I can tell you yeah. that. <laughs> Santry, what? It was the hub. It was the hub of the freak of me here. It was a scum. <laughs> I remember one night I was going meeting up with someone and they lived in, am I right in saying Ballymun? Yeah, that is a place. Yeah. So I remember going to Ballymun and like I, my, I was only in Dublin like a wet week, did not know anything. And I could tell like we weren't going into like, I don't know. It was just like, it felt a bit dodgy to me, all right? There were some sketchy mm-hmm. characters about. Mm-hmm. So he <clears throat> was like, this is my house. Anyway, we eventually got there. Not a word spoken between us, met online. And it was going towards the house. And he was like, no, it's out this way. So it was actually a granny flat out the back of his no. uh, of his parents' house. And no. being, <laughs> saying, saying granny flat is actually being very generous. It was a trailer. Um, it was a <laughs> no, it was like go on, Adam. Look at their shed. It was a trailer. Look at their shed. Go on. <laughs> you can tell us. We like to call them chalets. I had an uncle who lived in uh, one of them, and it's called a chalet. <laughs> <laughs> was a condo, actually. <laughs> so we were in the trailer. Whatever. It was terrible. It was awkward. The chalet. That was awkward. We were in. <laughs> We're in the chalet. We were in the chalet. See, the chalet saying chalet makes it sound like it was a lot fancier than it was. But You're I trying remember, to give me vibe of the story. Yeah, exactly. I just remember being like, "Oh, this is where I am now. I'm, I'm trailer trash." Um, and I remember just being in bed, and I was like, "God, this. I'm going to change my name to like Mary Lynn or Jamie Lynn or something. Yeah, or Riley, Riley Lynn." Um, and I just remember like. Like those horrible stained curtains on the trailer window. The trailer started a rocking anyway, and the windows opened, or sorry, the curtains opened, and the moonlight came in like a boom of uh, like a a mean a moon beam just came through the window and just lit my body up like porcelain. It was like something out of you know, like twilight. You know the way they glow. <laughs> oh my god! I was illuminated like a slab of marble. It was beautiful. And I was just like, God, what, what, what is this? Where is my life where I'm getting rock, like rocking around in some fucking trailer? Let's call it what it was. And a the belly mun, a newborn kitten staring at me while it happened. And I was like, shoot, get away, get away. Um, and it was just like, <laughs> God, I have reached rock bottom. And while like we didn't do anything that was like particularly crazy or anything, I was like, this is rock bottom and I am yeah. ashamed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's no feelings. It's like you can't, you can't even put it into words, the fucking feeling you get when you think about those couple of memories and you're like, it's not even the sex. It's not even the fucking not sex or the whatever that you were doing. It's like the headspace you were in. <laughs> yeah. it's, so it's the guilt. And I don't mean to laugh at him. It's the way you, you have a fucking way with words and it's just hilarious how you tell stories. So I'm not laughing at that. <laughs> no, I'm laughing at it. it like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we've all been there. That's the thing. And I think yeah. that's the comforting thing as well, because you do think about those moments and you're like oh my god I want to crawl into a fucking corner and die but I think when you know everybody else has been there too it's kind of okay I was about to say it's quite nice hearing that a guy is like that yeah you know because like because like talking to like obviously Tom's from the UK and just from what I know of them like they're a lot more sexually fluid from a young age because it's a lot more of a kind of like less of a big deal over there 
they talk about it more with their mates. They definitely, I would have to say, talk about it more and kind of like, not in like, oh yeah, did you write her? No, it's kind of like, they'll talk about like their experiences a bit more. And yeah. he just doesn't have any of those memories. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, tell me your fucking, those memories that keep you up at night. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I literally don't have any. I've never yeah. really. And I'm like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? And then I just thought it was a girl thing. <laughs> Adam would be the same though like my Adam would be the same he'd be he'd, but but like that they probably do they just never admit them not even to you who's your Adam are you talking about me no I was talking about my Adam no. <laughs> Adam's like are you talking about me no because I really do have those memories <laughs> yeah it's real and it hurts <laughs> yeah, and it does hurt you and you don't even know why <laughs> that's the thing I don't even know why it affects me so much because I'm like here listen you were down to do it at the time weren't you (laughs) yeah you you were a a nasty little bitch then you know so I'm like god and I do get it because like a lot of people and it is just I mean we've talked about this in the policy or policy in the fucking politics episode and in the religion episode but the the older you get you naturally become more conservative not everyone but most people do even if you were like a wild thing as a youth but I do feel like the older you get the more realization you have and you're like oh that was kind of wrong or oh I was actually kind of manipulated there yes yeah you know and I think that's a massive thing as well that like looking back I think sometimes the reason why you have those memories and the reason why you have that kind of trauma around it is because you didn't realize what you were doing back then but now when you look back on it you were like I was actually being emotionally and physically manipulated Mm, yeah because like when you're younger it's like what age are you Adam 25 okay so you're like four years younger than I'm a young spring chicken you're a little chicken okay Um, okay (laughs) A little chicken who lived in sanitary and traumatized. <laughs> traumatized. But it is one of those things that like the older I get now, I mean, I suppose the more reflection you do, I think it is just natural when you get older, you do reflect a bit on your past because you're kind of like, I'm getting older now. There's expectations of me. But like in particular, when it comes to sex and things that you've done in the past and even not always to do with sex, even more to do with relationships, you can look back and be like, what the flying fuck was I doing? Well, do you know what? Yes. The interesting thing is, like, there is definitely a difference between, say, normal, um, so we'll say, like, standard um, heterosexual relationships and their development. But then when you look at the LGBTQ community, as in, like, most of the LGBT people, like, they didn't grow up like, say, straight people did, like... Whereas, you know, straight people, like they're dating at like 14 years of age and they're going through all these string of relationships and meeting up with people and stuff. And they're really learning um, and navigating their way through, like, what is a relationship? What's a healthy relationship and all that kind of thing. But LGBT people don't learn that until way later in life because there's no LGBT people going out and learning all these things as teenagers, you know? Yeah. That's why you have like the LGBT scene is so like sexually charged. Because I was going to say, that is something as well that I have noticed is that like it is, it is just a, a total different community. Oh, 100% because you have these people that are in so much later in life that are now coming into their sexuality. So they still have like the sex drives of like horny 16 year olds, but they're only getting to actually express that later on. And you have to remember as well, like, well, it wasn't that long ago where like gay people and lesbian people had to meet up in fucking sores, you know, 
in the sewer yeah. system like fucking roaches <laughs> when they wanted to get together because of like laws or whatever so like they're just like the LGBT society they're just so far behind in terms of I think maybe even emotional um you know they're controlling their emotions towards sex and stuff yeah I think yeah that definitely makes sense because there is I mean there's so many different I suppose times where people come out yeah exactly and like w- like they have different coming out stories and especially if that was a side of yourself that you've I, I suppose suppressed for so long you're gonna act like a teenager rediscovering everything 100% because you don't know anything yet <clears throat> yeah exactly I never thought of it that way yeah it is a think piece. It, it is. It's interesting because, like, you can you see like the um, like gay people, and you're like, wow, they really are kind of hypersexualized. Mm-hmm. But then, when you actually think about it, like that's where it comes from. Is because they missed out on those crucial formative years that everybody else had. Yeah, mm. I get you. Like, it uh, is kind of like it is those things that, like, while they while they were they were probably having, you know, straight relationships the whole while while they couldn't exactly. really figure out what it wasn't for them. Yeah, there you mm. go. That was the done thing, the normal thing to do. Do you think going forward, and I know this is it's kind of off topic, but do you think going forward just with how accepted the LGBT, well, I say it's accepted because I accept it, but obviously there's a world out there that doesn't. The um, LGBTQ community, it's a bit more accepted these days and teenagers are coming out a bit earlier. Do you think it'll look different in years to come definitely. in that regard? I definitely think so. There's definitely a movement you know, you've people coming out at a lot younger age and stuff, 100%. Mm. But you have to remember as well, like also these people, like you, you remember like there's 14 year olds like coming out like around the world, but then also like on the news, you know, they're still watching like gay people getting thrown off the tops of buildings, you know, like mm. say in the Middle East and stuff. So yeah. like there's trauma that comes with that for these people as well. Yeah. Um, but look, it's a mess. You know, we all got our problem. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got problems. <laughs> and that, my friend, is certainly a fucking problem. <laughs> all right. The, the next one, right, uh, is a bit, of, and I have kind of something to go along with this. It's called stimming. Oh, so what sti- is that? Stimming is a word used for erotic electronic stimulation. Yes, some people prefer a mix in electronic shocks with the sexual pleasures. Yeah, okay, I've, I can I've get that. It. Yeah. Is that where they put like clamps on your nipples and stuff like that? Clamps on your nipples and they do something to your, like the genitalia as well, like shocking your genitalia as a thing as well. Very dangerous. Yeah, yeah oh, 100%. But it's like the pain thing and inflicting pain yeah. on people, it just drives them wild. <laughs> yeah, it's, it drives them wild. <laughs> it drives but them I tell wild. you, for everything that I have tried and as open minded as I am, you'll never catch me getting electrocuted by anything. Like one of my, don't know where it comes from, but one of my like, you know, just biggest anxieties and fears is even getting like a static shock off something. You know, when you touch yeah. the handle of a door and you get a shock, oh, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. So there will never be anyone electrocuting me. <laughs> yeah, I can't uh, I nope. can't say that I'd be one. One thing that I did not uh, see before, though, was somebody had bought a sex toy off Amazon and left a review oh, for it. Oh, that is so funny. I have it in front of me. Will I read oh, it? Please. It's a bit long. It's but it's the way she words it is fucking genius. It's hilarious. So, 
Um, she bought it and she left a review on it. So this is a review. Having read everyone's reviews, I had high expectations. But the price being under $50, I wasn't exactly going to be shocked if it was mediocre. A few friends of mine bought it recently and told me of its power. I was warned to take the day off, hydrate, uh, uh, and above all, do some stretches. I thought they were being such drama queens. It was delivered within two days of ordering, so it's already got off to a good start. Opening the very discreet box, instructions say 2.5 hour charge time. Not too bad. I plugged this little bad boy in. While the kids are at school waiting for it to charge, killing time reading some erotica my friend and fellow queenie recommended because I don't have time to screw around waiting to get into the, the mood. I have to get the kids in a few hours and I need to be ready to go when this thing is done charging. TikTok, bitch. TikTok, welcome to motherhood. <laughs> Patiently waiting. Me checking to see if the light has stopped blinking every 10 minutes like a crackhead waiting for his dealer. <laughs> <laughs> After only an hour and a half, solid pink light. Game on. I play- I played with the settings on my hand to test the, the fine machinery out. The vibration for the G-spot part was quite strong. I'm impressed with with that even before I use it. Next was the suction. So many levels, it was interesting to see the different patterns and strength. There there are 10 levels for clitoral and 10 patterns for the G-spot. I've never used a clit suction type stimulator, so I have nothing to compare it to, but I looked forward to it nonetheless. Time to solo party. I found placement for the clit. (laughs) It's just the way she words it. I found placement for the clit and bit low for my body shape. Oh, yeah. So she did it for her body shape. It took me a few minutes to get everything where it needed to be. That bit was more time consuming and slightly frustrating. But as the new, but as with any new tie, it's trial and error. I started the clip, the clip one on low, which I barely felt. Unbeknownst to me, I hadn't lined it up a hundred percent. So me being me, I decided to go from zero to sixty in three point five. I hit the suction button setting to level five or six and hit the G button as well and made a minor adjustment on the suction placement at least I think that's what happened because I'm pretty sure I blacked out my legs (laughs) my legs went straight out like those ghosts who faint when they're scared I never (laughs) I I never came so fast and hard in my life I squared I have never in capital letters I have never done that before luckily I put a towel down because I hate wet spots I frantically tried to turn it off and ended up hitting the buttons like a maniac, sending an even stronger suction and now variant pulses from the G-spot vibrator and came again. I'm pretty sure I levitated. It was was an unsending orgasm. This time, my soul left me and God himself said, child, this is not your time. Go back to your little pink light. Mind you, I'm agnostic. I'm brought back down to my earthly body after managing to pull it off me and throwing it across the bed. It falls to the floor, still still buzzing happily away. I shook for a good five minutes. I couldn't get off the bed even if I wanted to. I stared at my ceiling, dazed, trying to remember who I am and what year it is. I get up to clean and I realise that my seizure, (laughs) seizure like orgasms, I hurt my hip and my back. I'm still hobbling four hours later. I did not stretch enough. So in conclusion... This met and exceeded expectations. Hydrate. Make sure you don't have to do anything that involves decisions or brain power for the rest of the day. And for the love of God, stretch like you're about to run a 500 meter dash. (laughs) Right. That was the review on Amazon for that particular sex toy. If anybody wants to know what it is. It's called Tracy's Dog, is it? No. 
Oh yeah, it is. It's called Tracy's dog. Yeah, I thought I'd I read that before on Facebook. I remember chuckling away and being like, do 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 do. It's just it's the best fucking review. And then because this review went viral, there's lots more. So if you want to go on Amazon and look up Tracy's dog and read the reviews, that's a good rabbit hole to go down. Very fucking entertaining. But like I suppose sex toys, and this is where women start to open up. So you had the likes of Anne Summers. Mm-hmm. And everybody has a few boozes in them. I've been oh um, this is one of my shameful fucking memories. I, I have, <laughs> please. I, I have been uh, an Ann Summers representative. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I used to call to the door. I was the kinky Avon lady, and I was the kinky Avon lady. So, for someone who was very fucking private, I was an Ann Summers representative. There you go. My bitch. My God, I was not it's, expecting it's, that. It's just a fancy, it's a fancy pyramid scheme. Let's fucking admit it. Well, yeah. But I, what I noticed was at the start, everybody would be really fucking awkward. And then a few drinks in, sure, they were only close to riding each other. But all of them, all of them, every single time ordered a sex toy. Like, so you're looking at rampant rabbits, uh, bullets, every single person ordered one. Mad. So yeah. they'd be real like... Like close off at the start, and then before you know it, they're like, "I'll take three vibrators, two bullets. I'll take <laughs> exactly." And the thing about it is, like, obviously you have Ann Summer's shop, so it's saving them going into the shop. They can just write their order down on their sheet of paper, fold it in half, hand it back to you. You're an Ann Summer's representative. You're not there to judge, so they don't give a shit about you. But they're like their auntie that's sitting across the room is none the wiser because everything gets delivered to your door. Oh, do you know that's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think it is one of those things. Women are just, I think, a bit more private when it comes to it. But, like, at least it empowers them in some kind of way. Yeah. You know? I've actually seen yeah, a I... big movement along a lot of my friends, like, my girlfriends. At the moment, like, they're all getting vibrators right now. I know. I think quarantine has kind of, like, not let them, but I think it's become a bit more normalised where it's like, ha-ha. But at the same time, <laughs> like, no, I'm fucking deadly serious. I need this, like... <laughs> <laughs> do you ever see that <laughs> I remember seeing this thing online it's like a picture of like Spongebob and he's like all like crusty and dehydrated <laughs> and the caption is my clit when it sees my vibrator coming <laughs> for the seventh time today <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> no go away <laughs> but it's like <laughs> <laughs> why is it like why is it such an issue you know i'm not sure i look i have i have plenty of them because i was an Ann summer's representative i actually have a box of them mm. so um and we'll admit this have tried several of them and they're fucking great yeah Ooh. like but i just don't know why it's such like the female orgasm seems to just still be such a fucking taboo topic yeah, I don't know why. I wonder you know? if it's a thing kind of like kind of like a patriarchy type thing where it's like yeah. frowned upon about like having any phallic thing give you pleasure that isn't a dick. That's probably it actually, to be honest. Do like let's know? not lie. Men put half this fucking shit in, like, and that's why I do find it absolutely outrageous with the amount of guys that get take girls for having OnlyFans. I know. You're just claiming yeah. that you have to buy their porn, hun. That's why <laughs> yeah. you're in OnlyFans. That's it. There is so much money to be made in OnlyFans. I know, but I'm also like, you fucking built this castle, now sit in it. <laughs> Do you know? So <laughs> Things true. were fucking a bit more normal around here, man. Like, we wouldn't we wouldn't have a fucking, a, a reason to do it this way. 
so true. But the shaming that goes on as well with the likes of, say, like only fans and porn stars. So Mia Khalifa, who is, I, I don't know her full history. Love her. By the I way. saw one. Of, well, you see, I saw one of her videos coming up, and I saw the amount of comments on such a a mundane video. Like it wasn't funny. It wasn't much of anything. And I was like, okay, she has a blue tick. She's so many comments. What the fuck's going on? And it was people just throwing fucking abuse at her in the comments. Yeah. So I looked her up. I was like, what the fuck is this about? So it turns out she used to be a porn star, and I'm going. What is with all the shaming? Like, what the actual fuck is going on? Well, the thing is with Mia Khalifa, Mia Khalifa actually is probably one of the most famous porn stars who's only ever been in a few porn videos. She's only ever been in two or three, I think. Um, And the reason why people went wild is because she is a big-titted Arab-looking girl. Mm. Um, Her tits are phenomenal. Like, she's unreal looking. But uh, she did one of her first videos, real weird. She's like in, in, like... She's honestly one of the biggest anomalies. I can never say that word properly when it comes to the porn industry because, as I said, she's only been in two or three, but she did one in a hijab and that fucking set people wild. I uh, see the pork. I look. Yeah. So that was kind of the thing that set people over the edge when it came to her. Um, and I think she'd only done a few bits. Now she's got a podcast. She does a lot of, I think she's got a radio show as well. She does a lot of other stuff. But like, I think with Mia Khalifa, like she was the big dream for everyone because it was like oh this Arab girl who's got like these massive knockers and like you know <laughs> that's my dream <laughs> no but like a bo- like the body of a fucking goddess you know like curvy in all the right places like Kim K kind of bought but real mm. right and like but very distinctly Arab looking you know has okay. all the features that you would necessarily re- like relate to somebody who is from those kind of regions so I think where she's American now. Do you know? I don't know her. I think she's Iranian. I think her grandparents are Iranian or her parents are Iranian. But her herself is American. Obviously, she's an American citizen. But people just went fucking wild. Right. Okay. I didn't um, realize that. Like I said, I just saw, I Googled her name and I just saw that she was a porn star and she's done like other porny bits. Yeah. I mean, she's done, she's done a lot more suggestive things than she has actually done outright porn. She's only ever really been in, I think, like two or three porn. That was really weird. Hmm. weird yeah. that she only did two or three pornos and then made that massive jump but yeah. you know what? it's definitely the controversy surrounding yeah like especially if we think we're bad i mean in terms of like repressing sexuality i mean mm-hmm. just like countries like that in the middle east you know particularly like a lot of the time um of the muslim faith where it's so oppressed especially for women yeah um so of course like if you're trying a burqa and like you have these beautiful big breasts and you're making sex tapes like that it's going to like cause some commotion yeah and I think it was also because it was a real kind of like I don't know I can't remember I, I did a lot of research on her like a year or two ago I, th- I can't remember somebody tweeted about her it was probably fucking Drake or something and then I got like obsessed because I used to be obsessed with Drake but like <laughs> she um she I think it was the the role that she was playing in it as well. I think they were kind of doing a bit of a, like a terrorist kind of skit. Like it wasn't like she just rocked up in a hijab and sucked a dick. No, it was like a whole fucking situation. There was a team. (laughs) There was a fantasy. I mean, I can't remember. I think there was kind of like the way that it was, the whole thing, the way that it was set up, it was very kind of targeted, shall we say. Right. You know, I like that. Like that's just good marketing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, I, I I forget. I think it was her and Joe Rogan who had an argument. I can't remember what it was, but she was basically like, you can fucking reduce me down to a porn star all you fucking want. But like, I'm here now, haven't I? Yeah, that's true. 
And I was like, mm, love that. Love that for her. <laughs> love that for Mia. She's I'm going go, to go down that rabbit hole later on, I'd say. I know. That's what I'm saying. I do. I do love a good rabbit hole. And for some reason, I spent a good bit of time on her a while ago. Um, oh. And I have to say, great, because what a rack. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking rack. Grant. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll have a look at that later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next one on the list is I'm not reading this. It's basically shitting on each other. Ooh. So it's kind of like this. Like scat Definitely. play is what it's called. Scat play. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I'm the scat man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I had to say it. I had to do it. Yeah. So well. where where is that on your freaking meter, Adam? Like the frequometer, right? I mean, because it's n- it, it is pretty nasty. I mean, like someone taking a dump on you, it's pretty nasty. Yeah, nasty. But yeah, nasty for sure. But it's also extremely common, you know. So you can get like shot on, or like someone can shit on you, whatever. But then, kind of the more extreme of scat play is like people shitting in each other's mouths and stuff. Oh my fucking gosh! You know, so I mean, yeah. look, it's definitely like an eight out of ten on the frequometer for sure. But mm-hmm. do keep yeah. in mind that it is pretty common. Okay, but then this is this is what I'm talking about. Like, how do you introduce that to your partner? Do you know? Well, look, think about this way. If I'm not actually asking how to. <laughs> <laughs> ask him for a friend ask him for a friend well no. what would happen for both of you guys if your significant others turned around right now and was like look there's been something that I've always wanted to try would you be willing to take a shit on my chest I just don't think I could do it guys I just couldn't <laughs> now I know for a fact I couldn't like it just isn't like I, I don't really like toilet humour either so I don't know if it's a thing that's just in me in general, but like anything like that is an absolute, an absolute no. Absolutely no. It's an, like there is no way ever in high shite I'd explore any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It just wouldn't, it just wouldn't ever be a thing that I could keep a straight face for. And I think I would have to end my (laughs) seven year relationship over it. Do you know what I mean? It just wouldn't be. It just wouldn't be a fucking thing. And that's totally well, that, fair. This would be my fear now, because if if my Adam turned around to me one day and said, "Look, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry now, but like, will you will you fulfill this for me? I wanted to shit on my chest," and I said no, <laughs> right? And I said no, but I'd be afraid to say no because is he gonna go somewhere else for it? I yeah, mean, he's gonna have Vicky down the road shitting on his chest, you know? Do you know, this is now it, lads. I wouldn't fucking do it. <laughs> I'd probably be like, fair, go to fucking Vicky. <laughs> that's know. fair. That's so fair. <laughs> Do you know? Fair. Like, I actually would. I'd be like, that's grand. As long as you're just going, letting her shit in you and coming home, I don't really care. <laughs> if I'm really weird like that anyway. I mean, I think, <laughs> there is just things. Like, I mean, what will you do for love? Not that. <laughs> Plot twist. Do you know? Plot twist. Vicky has worms. And oh. <laughs> well, like, if he brings her home, I'm not about it. But... <laughs> <laughs> to go off and get some fucking Fairmox now in the middle of a poxy <laughs> pandemic. Would <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, like, what would you do, Adam? Like, what would your response be? Like, it's the same as you guys. Like, no, does anybody really want to be shot on or to shit on someone? And no, but like, you see, I always bring this up with my friends. 
I always, I'd like to appease, I like to play the devil's advocate. I'd be like, okay, I'd be like, but it's the, it's the sexiest person. It's the person you most desire. And they're saying, okay, want to take a shot on your chest? Like I'd say to them, okay, look, Harry Styles, you know, wants to be with you totally, but he also wants to take a shit on your chest, you know? And it's for me, I'm kind of like saying to my friend, I'm like, if Harry Styles, you know, wants to take a shit on your chest, then Harry He's Styles going to take a shit on your chest, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Then guess what? Harry Styles is taking a dump on your chest. <laughs> and that's just the way it is now. <laughs> yeah, that's just how you that's how you live your life. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I live now. Yeah. So, look, I'm, I'm saying absolutely not. Like it just it does not appeal to me in the slightest. I get it. I get it again because it comes down to power play mm-hmm. and that yeah. kind of thing. So I do understand it and I understand the world that it exists in, but only under absolutely extraordinary cases. Okay. Okay. <laughs> kind of sounds like you do it. <laughs> kind of sounds like you do, whatever. <laughs> oh, to be back in the chalet. Then the next one is called squashing. Mm-hmm. So I think we should oh, no. guess what this. This is sitting on each sitting other. On each other. Like, but is this one where you sit on someone's face until they can't breathe? Mm. This is sitting on their chest or face. This is just like, and this is more for like uh, BB and like, you know, the bigger women. Oh, yes. So they, uh, they just like being, it's just like that. But then as well, a lot of these do come down to control because I would imagine that feeling of being trapped under somebody getting squashed. It's all that whole kind of sinister (laughs) (laughs) It is sinister. Would you call it sinister? Yeah, they're like it's fucking dangerous. Are you are you upset? You're getting, you're you're getting, again, are you? you're getting, you're getting <laughs> suffocated. <laughs> you know, letting people okay, okay. Um, I don't know, like I mean again, wouldn't be a bar a bar of me, like not even a fucking little bar of me. Yeah. Wouldn't be a bar. Like to Don't me, that is just that's just not freaky at all. Like, no, that's not, all. not a freaky thing. It's just something that I wouldn't be into. Not really, but I mean, like, if someone's going to sit on your chest, they're going to sit in your chest, you know? Yeah, I mean, I do get it. I have seen, like, I have seen categories, and, like, I mean, fuck me, that's another thing. The categories in porn nowadays are absolutely wild. But I've seen categories before where it's, like, smothering, face-sitting, blah, 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 all that other kind of stuff, and it's, like, generally by BBW, but I'm just like, who is watching that and having a wank? But you know what? It's calmed down. I mean, because, like, think about it. Like, if we're saying that, like, of all, like, kind of, like, fetishes and kinks, come from a very early age yeah and like of course there's like how many people like in the states are going to like the amount of people who are just like massively obese or whatever like of yeah. course you're going to incorporate that like fetish into things you know it's always america isn't it it is always america unfortunately i know it is it really is like so i, I definitely feel like understand. Some, i feel like sometimes they just don't know what to be doing so they do this <laughs> Do you know? But sure, when I put up that um, box the other day, the question box about like just like people being freaky in bed, what's the weirdest shit you've been asked to do and stuff. I remember one girl, and she was saying that like towards like the end of her relationship, her boyfriend would be just asking her like to put random things up inside of her, and I think again that probably just came down to fucking boredom. Like he was sitting there being like, ah, can you get the remote up? Do you know that kind of thing? Like, yeah. Do yeah. you know, like, ah, try the deodorant bottle kind of a thing. Do you know, so people definitely are just fucking <laughs> bored half the time. 
Yeah, I mean, they're kind of like, what will we do? Oh, well, maybe we'll do this. Like, (laughs) you know, like I can imagine, like, I mean, I I just can't imagine Tom turning around to me on a Sunday afternoon and being like, bit bored. Any chance you want to shove that like vase up your fanny? (laughs) I love that you went for vase. (laughs) I I was like trying to think of something. I was like, I'll go with vase. (laughs) Do you know? It's just, but then I suppose there is people who would find something like fisting on the fucking extreme side of, you know, risque. I just don't understand like how, how something gets wide enough to fit a human fist and a human arm up there. Well, it has to fucking what fit a baby, does it not? Okay, that's true. Okay, I like, take it back. you have to remember that. Like, they are made to stretch, like. I know, it's still a, a fist, an arm, as in like, that's like being like a fucking puppet. Yeah, but then a fist would probably be the size of the size of a baby's head. I'm looking at my own fist here. <laughs> <laughs> be the size of like a baby's. Uh, you you have to be careful though. You could be fucking up other stuff there. Like how's exactly. Your but like some people, they're like they go like shoulder deep. You know, I know that's wild. That's what I'm on about. As I mean, because that's literally just turning someone into a human fucking puppet. Like being able to move their fucking jaws with your fingers. Like, um, I'm I'm like I get you, um. I just, but again, not really kinky, is it? No, not really. It's definitely not freaky. Yeah. No, it's definitely very common. Like, I mean, it's just, what is it? All it is, is like fingering's older brother. Do you know? Yeah, I get you. I do. I do get you. <laughs> I do. <laughs> fingering's, fingering's much older, more mature, drives the car. <laughs> He's much more ag- aggressive, brother. Yeah. <laughs> more aggressive, more mummy issues, brother. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right, moving on to the last one on the list, having sex with kings. So it's been reported that a man has had sex with over 1,000 cars, for instance. <gasps> oh, yeah. That's weird. That is weird for sure. Like the whole, you know, what is it? What's the word when something's not alive? Uh, oh, inanimate objects. Inanimate objects. Like that's a weird one for sure. <clears throat> yeah and the likes of like bestiality and necrophilia and all that that's that where would you rate that in your freaking meter well like it's different bestiality obviously is people having sex <laughs> <Is it different? laughs> of course it's different right bestiality obviously is people... I know they're different things but like they're not different levels of free i don't know i mean i'm not going to compare someone who likes <laughs> sticking their whatever into an exhaust pipe of a Mini Cooper to someone who is going out getting shagged by a horse or on like the flip then going to a graveyard to the necrophiliacs and having sex with a corpse, you know? Obviously, mm. you want to spend time with the person who's sticking their Mickey in the exhaust fucking pipe, you know? <laughs> Rather than the person going around the fucking graveyard or the donkey sanctuary. So there are a little different. <laughs> I'm howling. <laughs> do you know yeah necrophilia yeah. for me like I get it in terms not going to be your quote for this episode necrophilia for me like I get it <laughs> not that I get it right but when I when you think about it right like the massive movement towards stuff like twilight and stuff like bringing this like undead the vampire thing which was so like highly like sexualized like of course like people are going to be want to you know like like it's in the culture do you know people are like oh my god that's so crazy but like how many people were like lusting after edward cullen and lusting after like jacob the wolf and stuff like the undead has always been sexy you know that's nothing new 
Yeah, but that's the undead. That it's not somebody lying in a fucking funeral home after being embalmed. <laughs> okay, there, there's a slight difference. I, I grant you that. Slight. <laughs> I grant you that, but I can I understand your comment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I tell you, that movie used to bog the shit out of me, Twilight. It was what six or was it five movies of Kirsten Stewart being like, "Oh my God, Jacob wants to fuck me. Oh my God, Edward wants to fuck me. What will I do?" While some of us had real fucking problems going on, <laughs> and her problem was, "Am I getting plowed by the handsome English vampire or the ripped Native American wolf?" Oh yeah, very true. Yeah, very true. Yeah, so it yeah. kind of put your problems on it on a, pl- a pedestal, did it? <laughs> but like, think about it, okay? Because you had the undead with the vampires, and then you ha- also had the fucking big werewolf dogs. So, like, mm-hmm. this is where all these fetishes come from. Like, they're all in the pop culture. You guys, your eyes are just closed. That's yeah, makes sense. Open yeah. my eyes, Adam. <laughs> o- open your eyes, sheeple. Okay, because it's all going on around you. <laughs> It's time to get woke the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. woke, right? Pick your side. Is it Jacob? Is it Edward? A fucking stick to it. <laughs> oh, oh, this has been amazing. Right, okay, Adam, just one last thing before we go. Go for it. What um is what would you class as number 10 on the Freako meter that you have come across mm-hmm. from your Instagram audience or in your personal opinion? Well, what I will tell you, right, for our final one on the list, this is something that blew my mind, and it is something that I was only talking to Carla about yesterday. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, I've se- I heard you did some research into this, you mad fuck, yeah. Well, you see, look, I love future technologies, like, I'm very interested in all of that and where the human race is going to go. So I was looking at where human sexuality is going to go in correlation with technology, Um. And I just saw like throughout the article that I was reading, it was a mention of VR uh, porn, which is virtual reality porn. Um, and I've seen this over the last number of years, today, like on websites like Pornhub, YouPorn, RedTube, XHamster, like things that I've, I've heard through the grapevine. But they have categories. I don't know of these myself. I've just only heard them from friends. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been there. <laughs> um, but they have a category on this called VR porn. And I happened to have a VR headset that I got off Santa like five years ago. Um, So I was like, come on, surely this doesn't work or whatever. So I put on my VR headset yesterday and I had the phone set off. I was playing one of these VR porn movies and oh my God, I was shook. Like this has changed porn for me forever. Like really, you're sitting in your bed, okay. You have your headset on. You're looking around 360. As you look around, you're seeing the room. You like look down. Someone's going down on you. You know, you look up. Someone is above you. Honestly, like it was freaky. It was so freaky. It was so hot. Um, can't recommend it enough. And I remember my mom walked in when I had the headset on. <laughs> um, now again, I was only doing this for research purposes, so I wasn't doing anything nasty. Perks um, living at home. Yeah. And she was like, oh, what are you doing? What are you watching? I was like, oh my God, um, it's actually very interesting. NASA, they offer this interactive tour of space. She was like, oh my God, my little scholar. <laughs> like, okay, why are you wanking? <laughs> you know, I really like space. <laughs> but I, because a lot of, you can get these VR headsets for like less than 20 euro. So anyone listening, I would definitely recommend, because it's like, you can get it like, I would, 
for instance, at one time I had a vagina in one of these videos, you know, I looked down and I was getting eaten out. Um, so you can really put yourself in the other people's shoes and this, like, it's just a whole world. Anyone who's listening, you can pick these things up very cheap. And I would just recommend so much that people just try this shit out. What? Can you recommend anywhere that sells and delivers during quarantine? If you go onto Amazon, I guarantee you, you will find hundreds of different VR headsets all for under 20 euro. There you go, people. You heard it here first. <laughs> you need some kind of subscription service to your selected porn network or... <laughs> nope. It's all free. Nope. That's it. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> I did what I did. <laughs> oh i'm so sad that we've hit like such a long mark um because this has been so entertaining um adam you'll have to come on again i know i can't wait to actually see you in person yes absolutely has to be done again definitely has to be done again i think we should take a road trip down to Cork, carla i think we definitely should but you're welcome here as the ambassador of Cork. We'll go down and we can record a podcast in front of your beautiful tapestry. <laughs> oh yeah, in my bathroom. Maybe oh, my don't give her well. a reality headset, you never know. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and real kinky. Just inhale the smell of the jewel. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the most disgusting Easter Sunday I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Would you reveal your Easter eggs in your VR headset box? <laughs> like, I want a fucking bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Okay. We will talk to you soon. Oh, you can find Adam actually on Instagram. He's the best storyteller ever. If you need a rabbit hole to go down, his highlights are will be Including your driving highlights. lessons. <laughs> is, yeah. He's um <laughs> on Instagram as somebody already took Adam O'Reilly. So he's Adam Riley O. And uh, yeah, you need to go and follow him. He's fucking hilarious. Adam, thanks so much for no coming on. bother. Until next time, you guys. Until next time. And then we will be back on with a reg episode next week. So thank you so much for tuning in. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.